Welcome to the Authority Hacker Podcast, the place to learn field-tested, no BS tactics to growth hack your online business, and finally, live life on your own terms. Now, your host, Gael and Mark. Welcome, everybody, to the Authority Hacker Podcast. My name is Mark, and today, Gail and I are here to hate on Apple. Isn't that right, Gail? Well, they didn't do too well lately. <laughs> well, a lot of people ask us about the hardware we use, gadgets, PCs, laptops, phones, stuff like that. So we're doing a podcast on, on that today. If you want to buy any of the stuff we talk about or get the model numbers, links, stuff like that, or just hate on us for our opinions in general, go to authorityhacker.com forward slash gear podcast. And you can find all the info there. Leave a comment. Are we going to put affiliate links there? Possibly, but this isn't the purpose of the podcast, to be honest. Okay. No, because uh, some people hate it on us for putting affiliate links from the on the Teams podcast. At least I'm disclaiming it now. It's like there may be affiliate links there. Uh, F- but that's still the stuff we use. FTC disclosure out of the way. Let's start off with a big question. So this is November 2016. How many Apple products do you currently own, Gail? Three. And they Which are- is not that bad iMac 5K, MacBook Pro, iPad Pro. Okay. So you kind of come away from being the out-and-out Apple fanboy, which you used to be. Is that right? Well, it's like, let's just say there's a post-Steve job period, which is not working out very well for Apple in general. The phones are subpar compared to Androids, like in terms of photo quality, in terms of battery life and time to charge the phone and things like that yeah. and options in general i yeah. actually own the same number of apple products as you do now i, See? I have it's three not that bad. i have three ipod shuffles just because okay it's probably not the same price though I, yeah <laughs> <laughs> i still don't know i still think they're awesome products but yeah okay let's get on with the serious stuff of the podcast so let's start with something which we both have the same version i think the only piece of hardware which we both have the same version which is the the phone. So we both have the Google, I think it's produced Nexus by Huawei. Huawei. Yeah, Nexus 6P, which uh, we got in January. How are you finding that so far? Uh, it's no, it's the best phone I've ever had. It's really good. Super smooth. Yeah, I mean, look, it's like Google just released the, the Google Pixel phone, you know, which like uh, is all the rage right now. Mm-hmm. It's a good phone, but essentially it's like the same phone, just slightly smaller, you know? Yeah. Like the camera lens is the same. I mean, the camera is the same. Uh, the processor is like the new version, but that's basically it. There's like a little bit more RAM and everything else is the same. Like yeah, the, the Touch ID thing is the same. They don't have the front-facing speaker, which the Nexus 6P has. So yeah, overall, I'm really happy. And if it keeps being that smooth, it's like, you know, normally the way it works with Android phone is they're all smooth when you buy them, but you really see how good they are one year later. Yeah, and- so the, I've just updated my phone, I think like a couple of weeks ago. And I'm definitely noticing a slowdown now. Like uh, yeah. face, the Facebook floating messenger thing is that is just not smooth at all anymore. And it used to be, you know, perfect when I first got it. I used to have that, and I just did a factory reset, and it works perfect. Sorry. I might do that as well because I'm noticing battery issues are um, yeah, being a problem. This phone has slightly lower than average. I mean, not that any phone has a good battery life, but slightly lower than average battery size. So I think that might be something. It's pretty good for me. One thing which I'm particularly am impressed with is this, like, I don't know what it's called, the Touch ID, is it? It's like a yeah. fi- fingerprint sensor on the back where you can unlock your phone. And 
conveniently also buy for things in the uh, Google Play Store without having to enter your password. So uh, or LastPass as well. Like my LastPass and my PayPal is also tied to that actually. Uh, I'm too cheap to spring for the LastPass premium that comes with the with the phone, so I don't use that. But yeah. Okay. <laughs> um <laughs> No, just I have my phone in front of me. I'm just looking at it now. It's kind of uh, I'm noticing it's quite scratched up at the moment. I have the black version, so maybe. Yeah. Uh, I mean, overall, a good phone. Version. What I like is it's pretty cheap now. It's actually three hundred ninety nine dollars. I, I don't know if it's a thirty two or sixty four gig. I can't remember, but uh, you know, compared to like the new phone that costs like double that now, it is a strong phone still, and I would actually recommend it to people if you want the newer version. Essentially, that's the previous version of the Google Pixel. Just has a different name because Google changed their branding, but overall, really good phone. Yeah. And do you think you'll get a new one next year? I mean, right now it's really smooth, so probably not unless the battery, like, the, the only problem with phones is like they work well until the battery just goes to shit completely. Yeah. And so, like, if it happens, then yeah, I'll get a new one. I'll probably get Pixel or I would get um, a Samsung, but I, I would lean more towards the Pixel. Overall, just to keep going with that, it's really strong. Otherwise, a really, really, really strong phone I would recommend is a OnePlus 3, actually. If you want a cheap phone that's powerful, it's like this is the best value for money, actually. Is that is that out yet? or? Oh, yeah, OnePlus 3 is like six, eight months old, something like this. It's like uh, a really, really, really strong phone. Like Here it costs like $400 or something, and it's like a phone model from this year. It's like a whole, a whole metal phone with like a 5.5-inch screen does everything really well it's actually faster than my phone my girlfriend has it and it's really good yeah i almost bought the oneplus 2 so, yeah. i almost bought the oneplus 2 i think it was but i couldn't find a code i couldn't order it in time so yeah, yeah now they don't have this stuff anymore now you can just buy right away from the store so they don't have this invitation system anymore so it's pretty good should we move on to the laptops and pcs sure so you have an imac right yeah imac 5k like it's the first generation so it was completely overpriced I paid almost $5,000 for it. Wow. Like, here come the haters. <laughs> and uh, I don't regret it, actually. If I didn't buy it, I don't think there would be Atari Hacker Pro today. Yep. And the fact that I had really, a really strong connection at home together with the fact that this thing renders really fast for the videos. Like, it allowed me to do, like, to record entire blueprints of, like, 15, 20 videos in, like, 36 hours. And to be frank, like, when I used to render videos on my laptop, it was... Like, you know, it would overheat after two or three hours of rendering stuff, etc. And, like, sometimes even shut down. And, and you it had just a pretty good laptop before as well, right? The Pro. Yeah, I had a 15-inch MacBook Pro. But just laptops overheat. Like, it's just, like, you know, it's compact. Our processing power just get hot. Yeah, so I'm, I've, it's like it was a lot of money. But the truth is we've made that money back many, many times. So I'm definitely happy about it. Uh, the specs are, it's an Intel Core 7, 4 gigahertz, so the maxed out one, 32 gigs of RAM, AMD Radeon R9 295X, 4 gigs of RAM, also the maxed out one, and the SSD 512. So overall, very happy about that. Can you uh, see yourself upgrading that anytime soon? No, I don't need to. Like, honestly, like, it's still as smooth as day one right now. So it's, it's just done two years, actually, last week. And yeah, it literally feels like it's still new. So I'm pretty sure it's going to last another three or four years at least. And you just which have the, is a lot for me. You just have the one screen on that. Do you miss having dual monitor setup? Okay, so if I need a second screen, I actually use my iPad as a second screen. And okay. the iPad actually fits under 
the it's like the the height of it when it's in portrait mode is exactly the height before the screen on the iMac. So I can actually have two screens on top of each other, and you know slightly the iPad is slightly angled up, but is on the is on the desk, so it's perfect to look at it. And that's the setup I use for like webinars, for example. Like my notes are on one screen, and I share my screen with the share my iMac screen. Or like when I do sales webinar, I do the opposite. I actually share the iPad screen. And I have my notes on the iMac, like in really big in front of me. So that works really well, actually. And the same thing, like, you know, if I do some tedious work, I'm just going to put like, it's plugged at the second screen. I just watch a TV show on the iPad below and I'm walking above. I don't turn my head on. It's really good. I I really like that setup. That's cool. And do you use the, is it Magic Mouse that Apple call it? Yeah. And the, or do you use the, okay, I I use the Magic Mouse to walk, which I think is better. Like, uh, the trackpad is like, uh, because uh, on the desk, it kind of like hurts your wrist in the long run if you're walking for like eight hours, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like it's not a very natural position. You need to keep your an angle on your wrist. Yeah. Whereas you can just rest your hand on the mouse. So I prefer the mouse. I have a mouse to walk and I have a mouse to play games, actually. So I have a gaming mouse and I have a magic mouse. What kind of gaming mouse do you have? Uh, I still have the old ones from the office, so the Logitech ones. MX518. Uh, classic, classic. Yeah, that works well. I'll get to that in a sec. I still use that mouse for everything. And um, they actually stopped producing them. So you can't buy them anymore. But because they're uh, such, they're so good, people are selling like boxed ones on eBay for like hundreds of dollars because, yeah, that's like, people just love them. We bought like 20 of these at once uh, when we had our, our office. And uh, I don't know where half of them disappeared to, but uh, I wish I could get my hands <laughs> on some more of those. Yeah, so I'm basically completely the opposite of uh, having a Mac. I have, I'm PC guy through and through. I have, I think it's coming up for five years old now, my uh, desktop PC. I honestly couldn't tell you what specs it has because I took it from our old office. So it's like a run-of-the-mill kind of five-year-old i5 processor. I think it, it does have a graphics card in it, but it's not a very good one. I don't play that many like crazy games, tend to play like older games like Age of Vampires and stuff, so don't really need it anyway. One thing I do, I, I don't really think I could live without is dual monitor setup. So I have two like 24 inch monitors. I don't even know what make they are. LG monitors, they're again, I think about five years old. And I bought this, uh, it was about $30, $40. It was like a dual monitor stand. So it clips to your desk and it has these two sort of flexible arms that come out and you can just basically line your monitors up much higher. So like at eye level and put them right close together. So there's very little gap between the uh, the screens and you don't need the stands. This holds them up as well. We should definitely put a picture of the setup, by the way, in the podcast notes, because uh, it's going to make more sense for people. Yeah, will do. I mean, I think it's absolutely awesome. I'm very, very happy. I, I use dual screen setup for everything I do, I'll either have my like notes to do list or if I'm uploading the podcast, I'll be have the, the, the page somewhere and then I'll be like, you know, writing the notes somewhere else and then maybe like load up Photoshop to make the featured image, that kind of stuff. I couldn't really live without dual monitors, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, I mean, I have like one big and one small one because you have two times 24 inches. I have one 27 inch and one 10 inch monitor, essentially. Yeah, it's, it's different. Like, I just have this app on Mac that like snaps the apps to the corner of my screen, etc. So I can actually run like two, three apps at the same time. Mm-hmm. Also, like on Mac, you very you use a lot of multiple desktops. Yeah. So like, basically, on the mouse, you just swipe with your fingers left and right, mm-hmm. and just swaps all these things. So like I have a lot of apps full screen. So for example, 
my Asana, which has all my to-dos, is like a, a full-screen desktop, and I just swipe to it and tick stuff and go back, etc. Okay. I understand where you like the real estate space, but I also think like one strong high-resolution screen can fit a lot of content too on it. Yeah, I think for my next setup, I'll probably go for three monitors um, okay. because I don't know if this is just me, but I find I, I use the left one a lot more, and I I kind of turn twist my neck just a tiny little bit. But it's sometimes sometimes a bit sore, so I want to have like one in the middle, which is my main one, and then, you know, two at one yeah. each side. I'm pretty sure that's like quite easy to do these days. When I got this computer, it was like I think it only has two display ports, so it wasn't possible. But yeah, okay, cool. So uh, let's talk about our laptops. Uh, do you still use your laptop that much, or? Uh, a lot less. Like, I mean, I don't travel much lately and I work from home. I usually use my laptop like in the evening when I'm tired from working on my desk. I just go in the sofa. I have like really nice sofas at my place yeah. and yeah. just go there and like do some kind of like planning for the like kind of like long term projects work. And this I work on my laptop. But do you still have a Pro or are you using MacBook Air? No, I have a MacBook Pro 13 inch. Okay. Like I have the entry model MacBook Pro 13 inch, not the new ones that just came out like the last year. We still 16 gigs of RAM, so it still like has some punch mm-hmm. into it. But like it's an i5 processor, not an i7, 256 gigs of uh, SSD. So it's it's a pretty good computer. Like I'm actually considering like traveling a lot more when I'm done with all these programs. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure like this is gonna be fine as a computer to do like all of my work when I just don't just like change, change produce videos. Yeah. I can even do some, a few, like I can do like one or two videos on it. No problem. Just like I wouldn't do that for like 10 hours a day. Yeah. So it's a good computer. I like that it's compact enough. Like it's, it's not too big. Yeah. I just have a backpack and just throw it in a good computer overall. I think it was good value. I think the new MacBook Pros, it's more debatable. Like they're smaller, but like they, like they don't have enough ports. You can't put an SD card in it. Yeah, they got rid of USB for us. Is that right? Yeah, there's there's only four USB-C ports on it. So like basically all your old stuff, you need a dongle to plug it. I'm sure. So, I'm sure they sell those as extras as well. Yeah, and most importantly, the price jumped up by like three or four hundred dollars oh, wow. for the MacBook Pros, and the battery life is actually two hours less. So is this know. like typical Apple? Like, let's just make it worse and charge more money for it, and people it's still like, buy it. I mean, it's still lighter. The screen is much nicer. Okay. Yeah, there, there is arguments for it. It's like it, it's basically the size of a MacBook Air now, basically. Yeah, even smaller. Okay, um, that's pretty uh, cool. It is pretty nice, and it's really. But like, they always go for the smallest, and it's like uh, pros don't want the smallest at all cost computer. Yeah, pros want the machine where they can do everything they need to do on at a reasonable size and apple has gone in the wrong direction where they've just like cut the size completely for and sacrificed everything else you know yep that's just the problem with them so uh, you know it's a there's actually a debate on whether i'm actually going to switch back to pc for my next computer oh, that's going to be uh that is what do you call it a deconversion yeah i mean it's like windows 10 is a really good operating system windows 7 was crap windows 8 was crap but Windows 10 is good, actually, so I, I can switch back. So I'm using a Lenovo ThinkPad X1 Carbon Yoga. So <laughs> Lenovo have had for a few years now these like X1 Carbon laptops. They're made of carbon fiber. They're super light, lighter than a MacBook Air, but as powerful as a MacBook Pro. Being Lenovo or like an old IBM one, 
very 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 good uh keyboard even for such a thin machine there's like quite a lot of travel speed in it and this newest version they have the screen actually flips all the way around turns into a tablet and there's a stylus in there which i found particularly useful i know you've been in your uh ipad you've been using a lot to sort of do sketch illustrations to send to one of our designers for the authority hacker pro like blueprint outlines and some blog posts right yeah, I mean, I've just like my iPad is like my second screen, both on my laptop and on my iMac, which I like. You yeah. know, uh, so like when I travel, I actually have two screens. I have a 13-inch MacBook Pro and I have my iPad 10-inch next to it. But yeah, it's also like a really good drawing tablet for like, you know, I've I've done some sketches on the Atari Hacker Blog, which are particularly bad. But it's nice to like illustrate stuff and like it doesn't feel stuck. You know, it feels like. It feels like custom made for that purpose and you can really do cool stuff. So I either for the blueprints, I've actually just been drawing them and like a designer has been doing them, which I hope to bring to the Atari Hacker Block because I don't think anyone deserves to see my drawings. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also a cool way to just like create content overall, like visual content. I, I've liked it quite a lot. I also like do things like editing photos on my iPad and so on, which it's more for personal use, but it works really well, like stuff like Snapseed. It's like actually easier to use than Photoshop on desktop if you're not a Photoshop specialist, essentially. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's why I like my iPad. It works well with the rest. It's so, like Apple, it makes no sense on paper, but when you use it, it's actually pretty nice. <laughs> remains to be seen. So, I mean, I, I don't have a tablet at all. I, th- I think I do have like a like six-year-old Google tablet that probably doesn't even work anymore, kicking around somewhere. But I, uh, I mean, my laptop is essentially a tablet as well, so it fulfills that like dual role in a way although to be honest i don't really use it in tablet mode Mm -hmm. that often just really for doing some sketches and planning out some illustrations and sometimes they're like just getting ideas down that like doesn't really feel right typing i like write them out sounds weird but uh yeah seems to work work well for me what i will say about the this uh x1 carbon laptop the yoga version is it's the first time they've done that in this x1 carbon which is like their premium range and there's a few like build quality issues, which I, I think let's call them teething problems. Not really a deal breaker, but I wouldn't recommend getting this. But I think next year when they come out with like the second generation, they'll probably fix most of these because Lenovo's generally have the highest build quality of almost any laptop out there. Yeah. I mean, if I had to buy a computer today, I would either, I mean, I, I would either get this, the new MacBook Pro because like I just like my system if I wanted to keep going. Otherwise, I would probably get a Surface Book from Microsoft, actually. Yeah, they just came out with some new ones, right? I yeah, see. 16 hours of battery life, and they've doubled the graphic power. So it's like it's it's not perfect for video because it's still a dual core, but it's quite powerful and quite small and 13-inch. So I like the 13-inch size as a laptop. Yeah, it's quite interesting the direction Microsoft's going. They're becoming more and more like Apple every day. They're better than Apple now. <laughs> like They do cooler stuff than Apple now. I will definitely give that to them. They're still playing catch up though on a lot of things. Yeah. Like they're still figuring it out. With but mobile, so- the phone as well. Although their apps like on, on Android for like OneNote and even Excel are pretty good now, actually, I'd say. Yeah, it's coming back. Like Microsoft's coming back, but they still have like two or three years of catch up, I'd say. Yeah. Okay. So let's, I mean, we're recording a podcast right now. Let's talk about how, how we're doing that. <laughs> so um, I am currently using a. Blue Yeti, had to double check there for a second, Blue Yeti microphone, which is, I'd say, probably the most common mid-level, beginner mid-level podcasting mic. It's about hundred and something dollars on Amazon. And 
yeah, I, I think it sounds pretty good. The acoustics in my room, it's like a really old building with very, very high ceilings, lots of corners, wooden floor. It's kind of echoey. And we do very little post-production audio work on, on this podcast. So, I mean, I think it sounds pretty good. Um, yeah, I'm in the same place. Like my room is like, I think even bigger than yours and wider and less stuff in it. So it's even worse. Yeah. And I'm using the broad podcaster which is funny because like the yeti is more of an apple person microphone and the road podcaster is definitely more of a windows person microphone but we kind of swapped here it works really well as well like i used to have the 80 20 20 something like this audio technica 2020 it was okay but this one's much better uh, uh, and i like your old one had like some xlr or some weird connection which was yeah, like yeah. causing all sorts of problems i think right well, it's like if I knew how to use it properly, it would probably be fine. But I am not an audio specialist, so I just moved to a USB microphone that works just fine. And I'm happy with it. So Rode Podcaster is really good. Yeah. And in terms of like headsets, uh, we both, it was quite a few years Once again, ago, uh, we, we bought these. I think this is the other thing which we both have the same version of. <laughs> Sennheiser 350 SE gaming headsets. So... We use this generally for, I mean, I use it for listening to music and just listening to any audio on my PC. Plus also when we're doing like Skype calls or anything that involves speaking, which isn't like production recording, we use that. And I think it's awesome. It's definitely the best headset I've ever had. Super comfortable to use. I think the quality of the mic is amazing. What, what do you reckon? Yeah, I like it a lot. Uh, I, like for traveling, it's perfect. Like if you want to record a podcast when traveling, uh, it takes a bit of room, like it's not so small, but the quality, like if there's two microphones, there's noise cancelling, etc. So it's not the quality of the microphones that we're using at home, but when I travel, my MacBook Pro and this headset is, is plenty to record podcasts, actually. Yeah, and they don't, I don't think they make this model anymore, uh, and the newer model is quite a bit more expensive. It's like two or $300 now, so I'm not quite sure what I would do when it comes time to upgrade. Actually, the volume control on the side of mine's fallen off, like, I don't know, a year ago, but you know, it still works. So it's fine. Yeah, I, I mean, I would probably still buy it for me. Like, it's like if I'm given the amount of time I have it, like I've already have it for two years plus, and it's still gonna last another two years, I'd say at least. Yeah. Uh, like, even 200 bucks for four years of like my headset is not that bad. Yeah. So um, I would take it. One other thing I bought earlier this year was a. Bose noise cancelling QR35, I think it is, headphones. This is really, I mean, they're not that great for using in your office or whatever, but on a plane or on a train, like, wow, what a difference it made. I've been taking like a, an absurd amount of budget flights this year on like Wizz Air, it's a discount airline, and the seats don't recline, super uncomfortable. But having these on, you just feel like you're in your own sort of cocoon and you hardly feel like you're on a plane. Highly recommend it if you these if you travel a lot. And the new QR35 ones are wireless as well, but like 20-hour battery, so pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I'm using something much more classic. I'm using like also Sennheiser. It's like MM30i. It's just like, it's basically like the Apple headphones, but nicer. And it's like, like their proper headphones that actually hold to your ears. And they also have a pretty good noise-canceling microphone built in, but it's really small. It like fits in your pocket. So if you want a more pocket version of... The headset that we have, uh, I recommend it. And I think it's only like 35 bucks or something. Those are earphones, not headsets, right? Yeah, earphones, yeah. Yeah. So that's what I'm using. And But like they're good quality. Like it's like you could record, a, it wouldn't be great. It would be okay if you're in a small room, but you could record a podcast on it and the sound would be quite clear. 
Yeah. So when I'm walking around, I always like scrunch up a cheap pair of ear earphones and put them in my pocket if I'm, you know, I want to listen to some music or something. And I have, I forget the model. They're basically the cheapest Sennheiser in-ear earphones as well. They're like $15 or 10 pounds or something like that on, uh, on Amazon. I actually, I go through maybe like one a year because they always end up going through the washing machine at some point. <laughs> so I just bought like three at one time because I know I'm going to. Yeah. Although Sennheiser for sound is always amazing. Like yeah. it's, not, it's not the cheapest, but like they beat anyone else, I think, in terms of quality. Yeah. All right. We don't really use webcams or cameras too much, wow. although we actually just thought about it. That's another thing. We both have the same like picture taking camera, right? Or no, I I sold mine. I just use my phone now. There's actually a comparison where phones are as good as it now, almost. Like, except in like very low light situations. Actually, yeah. our phone is as good as a RX100. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I must admit, I've probably used it. I used it last month when I was away, but I, I hardly ever use it anymore, just because it's just so much more convenient taking a phone around you than even a small cam- compact camera. So I think unless you're like a photography uh, junkie, then... Yeah, exactly. I use the um, DJI Osmo Mobile, which is like my new toy. Essentially, it's like, um, it's something for your phone, like, but it's a, it's a handheld stabilizer. So it's like electrical stabilization. So your camera is always steady. You can take pictures. There's no shakiness. You can take videos and it's really, really smooth. You can take... Yeah, it looks. It has that like similar effect where like a, a cameraman is kind of like following the the object of like a in a movie or something, and it's just like he's walking up some yeah. steps, but it it doesn't. It's not like jumping up and down. It's smooth. I saw it yesterday, like for the first time. It's like super impressive, actually. Yeah, it's a cool I, way to like not deal with a big camera, but still have some decent memories, you know. Like, I just throw that in my bag. If I want to take a picture with just my phone, I can. If I want something nicer, I just snap my phone in it and I just take photos or videos. I like it. That's not cheap, though. It's like $340 or something. So not the cheapest. There will probably be cheaper stuff. It's like like Osmo is like the Apple of, like, drones and stuff. So a little bit overpriced, like, nicer for now. They've destroyed GoPro, actually. GoPro, the the share just tanked because of DJI. Yeah. I'm pretty sure in like a year, there would be like $99 versions of that. Cool. So let's talk about our uh, our actual office spaces. So we both work from home. I don't know. I'm just, I hate co-working spaces get distracted too easily. So I need to be like quiet. I would not put a $5,000 iMac in a co-working space. So no, it's, it's set up. <laughs> so like, are you still sitting at the same desk? I mean, I know the answer to this. Yes. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And it's so just, I'm still using my old desk from our old office. Uh, so it's something like five years old now, something four or five years old, this desk. I, I am looking to upgrade, actually. It's something I need to do. Why do you uh, want to upgrade it? Mostly I want to upgrade my office space. So like I have a desk behind me that's like useless, and I want to like put all my gear on it, like organize everything so I can pick up whatever I need, whatever I want, etc. And I'm thinking about the one, the desk you have, the one that is like electrical standing sitting desk as well. Yeah. Also an IKEA desk. I think it was about three hundred dollars, which isn't actually too much more expensive than a regular. It's the backhand desk, I think. No. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. It's really heavy. It was very difficult to uh, put together, actually, much more so than a usual IKEA product. So I don't know about that, but yeah, I, I will say though. When I first used it, I was standing, you know, two hours a day at it. So 
just to explain, it has a little motor on the side and you can press up and down and it will raise or lower the desk like from normal height all the way up to standing height. So you can stand up. I'm standing up on it right now. But to be 100% honest with you, probably this is the first time in about two months that I've actually done that. Um, Is that because you prepared the notes and you had to justify that you have a standing desk? Yep, that's it. 100% exactly <laughs> what, why it is. Not going to okay. lie. Not going to lie about it. So, but I think it's, so the thinking is that it's better for your back, better for your posture, and something you like burn more calories standing up than down, so it's healthier or something. But I think it's one of these things that you need to really set as a habit and do for a specific yeah. amount of time every day. And then it just becomes normal because, yeah, it's a little bit less comfortable, I think, at least. So, uh, yeah, just be aware of that. Uh, I think a lot of people probably bought these and then use it for a bit and then just use it like a regular desk for after that. So I need to force myself to use it as it's, as it's meant to be. Okay. Well, I just have a normal no story desk, so not worth talking about, I think. Yeah. And we both have these IKEA Marcus chairs, I think they are. Yeah. They're the most common ones you see in you know, basically every tech company has these. these I mean, it's ones. like the nicest one they have, but it's like an IKEA chair. It's not like a very luxurious thing, you know. It's good for back yeah. support, but that's it. Yeah, it has those like holes in the back, so it gets quite hot here in the summer. So you know, you don't get like a sweaty back or whatever. So it's pretty good. Yeah, it's a good chair. It's good value for money. Yeah. You know? This is, certainly last ages. This one's like like five years old or something. So yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm really happy with it. I'll buy the the same one if it breaks for sure. So what else you got going on in your office then? What other gadgets? For the winter, because like now we just changed time. It's basically, literally, it's like three thirty, and I can already see the sun go down. You know, that's how bad it is in Hungary because we're at the end of the time zone. Well, I have this uh, SAD light, which is essentially SAD stands for seasonal affective disorder, which doesn't mean I have any emotional problems. It means that you know, it's when you lack of daylight. You're tired, you'll be depressed, etc. And so this SAD light essentially replaces daylight, the, the, like the daylight that you're missing. You turn it on in the morning for like half an hour, and it really wakes you up a lot. Like it really, like it kind of like destroys your eyes for two minutes, but then you, it's okay to walk with it. And it really wakes you up, and it really feels like you've been walking like half an hour in the sun to go to the office. That is one cool. Gadget so I have. It's even I, uh, even more reason for you not to go outside then, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, like, if I go outside, it's usually dark or it's cloudy, like, right now. So it's more for the morning stuff. So like, uh, I wake up at like seven thirty a.m. and like, there's light right now because we just changed time. But like, give it a month and there will be no lights, and that is going to be really useful. Otherwise, I would start waking up later, do less stuff, etc. Which uh, I believe a lot of people that work from home. I like that, you know, you're struggling with motivation where it's dark when you have to wake up and stuff. If you want to keep like proper wake up times, sleeping time, etc. Yeah. So how much was it? It was like a hundred pounds, I think, this light. So yeah, not the cheapest, but once again, if it makes me gain, you know, even like an hour a week, it's like it's pretty cheap actually. Yeah, yeah. Good return on investment there. <laughs> exactly. It's more like how I'm looking at it, you know. So I, I don't have these lights because I go outside. I have recently bought a few of these Philips Hue smart lights. So there's, there's two things. Like I often use them. I, so I have them in the bathroom, like the colored ones. And it's just like quite relaxing, like take a shower at night or something. But I also have two of the, just the white ones next to my bed and like the bedside lamps. 
and I use those to sort of wake up in the morning. And I find there's a massive difference. Like, there's, yeah, there's, I have that too for a while, actually. Yeah, there's two things. So waking up to like gently increasing light is is way better than a, a sudden alarm. But often when the alarm, even my alarm has like a um, math problem you have to solve on it, I'd like solve it and then just go straight back to sleep again. But now this, uh, when uh, you solve it, it turns the lights on full blast. So if I really need to get up for something, then it's perfect for that. Absolutely perfect. You know, so, I actually have a, you're using Sleep for Android, right? Yeah, yeah. As an app, yeah. So now it's like there's a, a new way of stopping your alarm where you have to shake your phone. Mm-hmm. But it's like you don't have to shake it a lot, but you have to shake it. It's like if you put it to medium, you have to literally shake it for like a minute before mm-hmm. it stops, you know? That is even stronger than the mass problem because literally you have to move your body yeah. to move the phone for like a whole minute. So if you're going to be, if you want to improve that process, try the shaking thing and remove any kind of snoozing. That is <laughs> how it works. And then at the end, it turns the light on full as well. So yeah, I have that too. One thing I will say about, first of all, these lights are really expensive, like absurdly yeah. expensive. So it's not really possible to kit the whole house out with them. But I like setting them up and if you have a fairly standard setup, it's fine. But as soon as you start adding like complexity to it, like my Wi-Fi doesn't go all the way to the other end of my apartment because I have really thick walls. So I have like a repeater, but the lights don't work if they're on the repeater. They only work if they're on the like main connected to the main uh, router. So there's a bunch of like small issues like that. And so I end up using like this like out of home connection and it's like a bit delayed. So I'm not like 100% sold on this like smart lighting concept yet, but I've only like just got them up and running. So I need to like play around with them for a little bit longer, I think. I like uh, it. Uh, so, it's like in the bedroom only I have them though. Yeah. So one other thing I asked, so I was at a conference in Bangkok in Thailand last month and uh, this guy was giving out these sleeping masks. Sounds a bit weird, I know, but like there's a reason behind this. He, him and his business partner had uh, started this company and they designed a sleeping mask from scratch. And it is an absolute game changer. I use sleeping masks quite a lot. And I always just use one of the, like one I got off an airline or something like that years ago. Not particularly comfortable. And then this summer I bought one, I bought basically the best one I could find on Amazon, which had good reviews. And it was, you know, it was a step up, but it was, it was all right. But this one, it's like, it's just so good. It's like perfectly blackout. It's comfortable to sleep. doesn't slide off. It looks pretty good. Yeah. It's just, it's amazing. So I'm going to put the link to that. It's called Mantra Mask. They're not, they're not out yet, but I think he's going to do a Kickstarter next year. So go to mantramask.com, sign up for that, because if you like sleeping masks, you'll want to get one of these. Cool. I'm going to talk about two more things I have, which is how I power all my, you know, battery-powered stuff. Uh, I used to be the guy that never charges his phone and never has battery when you want to call him or whatever. I would just forget all the time, and phones would take ages to charge back then. Now it's really quick. Um, yeah, that's the other thing with the Nexus phone. The quick charge is the first time I've had that in a phone. It's amazing. Yeah, it changes everything, yeah. 30 minutes up to 80% battery is a game changer. So um, to have all my, to be able to plug all my stuff, because usually you have like one charger and you kind of alternate your stuff, etc. Well, I bought this thing called an Anchor PowerPort. And essentially, it's like a, a giant charger with like six USBs on it, including one USB-C for the fast charging on whatever you use with USB-C. And 
Uh, I have that on my desk. Like like right now, I have like my Osmo plugged. I have my uh, Kindle plugged, and I have my phone plugged all at once. Everything's like full battery. It's really nice, a nice addition to your desk. You just need to do a bit of cable management, but it's not so bad. And then when I'm on the go, I have actually a portable charger from Rath Power that has a 20,100 milliamp hour, but now the new version has 26,000. It actually charges my phone like five or six times from zero to full and also has the fast charging built in. So it's like, it's a little bit larger, but otherwise the same size. And it has three USB, uh, no, two USB ports, one USB-C and one mini USB port. And it can charge my phone like up to six times. So it's really quite nice. You just drop that into your backpack or in your laptop bag or something. If you have a USB-C laptop, which there are more and more coming out, it can also charge your laptop. And that would probably charge like, I can charge an iPad like three times or two times. Mm-hmm. So probably a MacBook Pro, like you can charge it like one time with it, which is kind of nice. So it's a really makes traveling not a problem in terms of battery life when you're like away from a plug for a long time the only problem is that itself this battery takes a long time to charge like you need to literally charge it overnight and it doesn't charge and charge your items at the same time so you can't plug everything in one plug-in i mean you can but it will take a very long time to charge everything so a really good accessory especially considering that it costs less than 30 dollars it is pretty cheap so yeah i would definitely recommend it yeah, I bought a the USB-C battery. I think it's like a 10,000 milliamp uh, size. Yeah. It's quite a bit smaller. But it's like a USB-C one, but it doesn't appear to have the fast charge. Yeah, you need um, to check when you buy. <laughs> yeah, so I was pretty disappointed by that, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. So might have to check out this RAV Power ones. That one fast charges like 40 minutes in my bag and my phone is full, which is really good because I use this, my phone as my camera, remember? So when I travel, like, you know, the battery drains fast because... Like I'm using like this Osmo thing. I put my phone in. I take videos, etc. Battery drains fast, so like you just put it in the when you're having lunch or something. You put it in your bag with the battery. You take it out. You're done. And it's full battery again, and you can do it many times. Then there's no pressure on using your phone as your main camera. Cool. All right. Well, guys, thanks for listening. I think the URL for the podcast is authorityhacker.com/gearpodcast. Yeah, uh, that was a little bit. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, remember, guys, you can go to authorityhacker.com forward slash ask if you want to ask Gail and I any question. In the next few weeks, in every podcast episode, we're going to be start answering one question at the end. So if you want to get your question answered, go to authorityhacker.com slash ask. Cool. That was a bit of enough series, but these are the questions that we get. Like a lot of people that buy laptops on Atari Hacker Pro, etc. try to figure out what to use. We don't necessarily have the ultimate answer, but that is what we use now, you know. And I guess next week we'll find you again with a more online marketing oriented topic. So thanks for listening, guys, and we'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to the Authority Hacker Podcast. If you enjoyed this show, don't forget to rate us on iTunes and send us a screenshot on authorityhacker.com slash bonus to claim your free premium Authority Hacker training.